1: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell.
0: Always great to have your company for Dwayne, World. We'll head back to your calls and your texts very shortly. So put their number in your phone, one 736 736 one 736 736 the open line. Brought to us by Werribekeer. And you can drop down and see David and Janan and Aid and Jim and the whole team at Werribekeer. They'd love to see you if you're in the market for a new or use car, you can head down to Warrubik here and tell them we sent you. But former Geelong and St Kilda star-turned-fantastic assistant coach Stephen King has been good enough to join me from the Gold Coast to give us the latest from the Suns. Welcome to you, Stephen. Great to have you back on the program, by the way.
1: Afternoon, Dwayne. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. It's uh, it's great to join you.
0: It's uh, an exciting time of year. No-one's lost a game yet. You don't want to be losing players at this time of year either. So how are you looking in terms of that, I understand you did get a, a hamstring injury to one of your keys yesterday?
1: Yeah, look, we, Will Powell, who's uh, obviously missed the back half of the season with a pretty bad ankle injury, he was uh, training really strongly and, yeah, just uh, as he joined back into integration as the main group, um, just had a little bit of a hammy, but we just discovered there's a little bit of tendon to it, so it's going to be on the you know major scale and probably a six-weeker, so He'll be pushing his case now for round one, unfortunately. But um, on a positive note, I guess he's looking really, really good and strong and got over no, that horrific ankle injury that he, you know, endured last year.
0: Yeah, which was, uh, yeah, it was horrific. Um, what about the, the thought that um, you got a couple of guys who were looking okay coming back from injury, Ben King and Lockie Weller as well. Are they, I'm hearing Ben King might play next week in the trial game?
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, we just finished a pre-season camp, Dwayne, and we've got a little five-day break now. So the boys have had a massive block. Um, both Lockie and Ben have probably been in that pattern now where they're ready to be introduced into full-scale you know, match simulation drills and, and games. So uh, once we return, that, those guys will be, you know, as we get closer to the day, putting their hand up to, to see if they're there for round one. So that's really exciting. I mean, I haven't, I haven't coached the game yet with Ben being fit and available, and how he's moving on the track's really exciting. So I uh, can't wait to see him back out there.
0: And Ben Long's been added. Where do you think he'll play? Yeah, he'll play half-back, Dwayne, in our back
1: six. Uh, he's been fantastic, mate. We've got a really diverse group and a, a really strong um, Indigenous um, playing group um, up with a Darwin influence up at our club. And he's coming straight away as a leader of those boys. And um, he's, been, he's been not surprisingly good, but he's just been really solid, mate. We know he's hard, but um, he's been... Offensively, really creative for us as well. So he, he settled in really seamlessly for us up here.
0: Are you specifically coaching the mids or the forwards? Um, yep. I'm, I'm curious to know how both are going to look. You can tell me what your forward line's going to look. You've got Marmie, Chol, Sam Day, Levi Casbolt, Ben King.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the mids, Wayne. So mid stoppages, but um, yeah, we there's a there's a bit of depth now coming through, and um, it's exciting. We, we'll have a, have a look at all all the boys when they're available and what the mix is, talls and smalls. But um, Certainly, you know, the more we've got available, having Kingy back is going to, um, you know, add, add a little bit more, I guess, class and extra factor to us because he is a tall, but he also has got the attributes of a, of a small in some parts of the game as well with his speed and agility. So it, it's exciting.
0: How many mids are you going to rotate through your midfield? I watched Geelong train last night. They seem like they're going to be one of these teams who just continue to rotate almost based on how their players feel, who's getting it out of the middle, um, quite a number of factors. I don't know how stat-driven you are when it comes to who your centre square starting four is.
1: Yeah, for me, Dwayne, it's, you, you go off your gut a fair bit. Um, stats are there to probably back up your uh, your eye a little bit as well. But I just feel like we've we've got a pretty strong midfield group with you know Dave Swallow, Took Miller, Noah Anderson, Matt Row. But what's been really pleasing this pre-season is probably the emergence even the back end of the year of Sam Flanders and Alex Davies. So they're two that. Along with, you know, Fiorini, um, those players, we've, we've got obviously some wings as well with Elijah Hollands and Brandon Ellis. So there's depth there, mate, and there's, there's obviously a few more I haven't mentioned, but certainly for me, I'm, I mean, I'll try and push that play as many midfielders as I can each week, but um, we really encourage all our players to have flexibility both on the outside, inside, but also half-board, half-back. So, it's, uh, yeah, we're going to have to probably rotate pretty heavily through there to just give all the guys an opportunity to chop each other out and, and make it a bit, uh, bit less predictable.
0: Has depth been one of your flaws as a team trying to make the eight?
1: I'm not sure about depth, Dwayne. I just think in the past history of the club, being able to retain mature talent, um, and I feel as though we've sort of turned the page there a little bit. So even just the fact of Rowley and Noah Anderson now coming in their fourth year, just being a year older, a year stronger, and same as Sammy Flanders, I think there's, there's enough depth there, but it's just getting the maturity and experience in for some of the uh, more inexperienced depths. I think now that that's starting to raise a little bit now, it's um, you know it's, it's actually really exciting. And sitting back watching training now, it's actually done at a great intensity and real purpose, which is, it's, it's great to see.
0: So you must be a fan of long-term deals because when you start locking in guys like Noah Anderson, Matt Rowell on long-term deals, I know you lost Isaac Rankin, so you did lose one. But yep. the longer you lock these guys in for, the more the other guys at the club realise, well, the core players are here for the long term. So um, maybe it's a good club to stay out myself.
1: Yeah, look, Dwayne, I've only been up here just over 12 months and I can only comment to what I've seen, but the environment I've seen being created from the people that have been here for a while is first class. And that's not to mention the, the living environment up here. I mean, it's a great place to be a professional athlete, to train and get the best out of yourself. But this playing group's really tight. Um, it's a humble group. And I think they're just really appreciating now that, as I said earlier, turning the corner now with the retention sort of issue. These, these guys are actually... Realising, understanding, that we'd rather live, you know, up here and, and play our footy up here with a you know, tight group of mates. So that's, that's that's great to see.
0: So you play with the cats in St Kilda, coach with the dogs. Um, what what's the Gold Coast look like to you in comparison? Then now that you've got fresh eyes on it.
1: Yeah, I think it's every environment's different, Dwayne. But I, there's similarities. I reckon when you're at a really successful club and things are just humming along. Um, there's that real fine balance between performance and enjoyment. It's it's just clicking. And I feel like our group now have become probably mature enough where they're starting to identify times and opportunities to give each other and drive feedback and, and performance, but also maintaining, you know, the place where everyone wants to come to work each day. So the, the environment's really positive as well. So it's, um, you know, it's clearly there's still a fair bit of work to do. We, we uh, as a group, Want to be really successful at the business end of the year, and that's that's big players in September. So you know that's that's the goal driving us, and and, and this young group want to do that together. So, but but in, in terms of the foundation that's been created and set, the facilities up here are amazing, and it's a, it's a great place to come to work each day. And I feel like our players we believe that as well, which is great.
0: So is the, the casual non-football environment of the Gold Coast something that you'll also you'll always have to be on the players about, you know? being diligent with themselves about committing to the task
1: oh, i'm not sure Dwayne i think it's nice if you want to get away and escape at times and pick your kids up from school and go to the beach like that's great um you probably don't get scrutinized as much if you drop a game or two in a row like you would in melbourne but in saying that i mean the boys are probably all on social media their families are all from probably football states so i'm sure they do hear what's going on i think it's just that general balance at every club, that performance versus environment around making sure that you're on point when you have to be and you get the maximum out of every session you and every meeting that you have, but also do it in, a, in, a, in an environment that that's conducive to, to learning and educating. and And I guess just like any football club across Australia, just a place where people want to come and hang out and get better.
0: Any style changes you think in the game itself, the way it's played in 2023, or something you saw last year that you think needs to be instilled in the Gold Coast style?
1: Oh, look, I think for us, Dwayne, we, we created some strong foundations around being a metres game team and trying to play the game in our front half. And I think for us personally as a club, we, we've just got to, um, you know, just become a bit more detailed in what we do now. Like, we we, we jump significantly in time in fourth half and, and inside 50s. we just got to now probably maximise those opportunities. So for us, it's probably just about being a little bit more efficient at stoppage, a little bit more efficient going inside 50 and getting a bit more bang from our buck when we go forward or win a clearance so that's what we've tried to you know coach and create but i think it's general across the afl you you're seeing teams now just being a bit more daring with the ball and taking the game on and some of the rules that have been introduced it's really rewarding teams that are going quick at the right time and, and just taking the game on a little bit so um that's not saying we're not you know um eliminating defense from our from our thinking as well, we just we feel like us personally up here have to be a little bit more efficient, so it gives us time to, behind the ball to set up a little bit more.
0: So you did um, play that style last year, forward handball, forward kicks, uh, less backward, yeah. um, less slow, uh, use the corridor when you can. Do you think this kind of being the second year of that evolution is going to help you actually get it closer to right?
1: Yeah, I think so, Dwayne. I think when you've got a young group, they, they're really coachable. And at times you risk that they, they, they demand perfection. And I think football's not a perfect game. So the more you can create an environment where you just say, boys, these are the this is the style we want to play. We back you in to make decisions out in the ground. Um, but I feel like, too, mate, we, we, we play in a bit of a unique environment up here where it does get humid, sweaty. We played two games last year and two games this year in Darwin. So we're not going to be able to flick it around by hand like the Bulldogs might under the roof at Marvel. So we have to be you know, be careful with the way we play that actually it's conducive to the environment that we play on up here. But I feel like um, we've got the talent, we've got a young group they are really keen to explore and they've, they've got the ability to probably play any game we throw at them. So we've just got to keep it simple and let them on, on instinct a little bit just play the game.
0: How do you equate um, Mac Andrews' indiscretion? A, a mistake, a young recruit, 19-year-olds make mistakes, but um, do, you, do you look at it like that or do you look at it through the, the vision of if you don't sort of get hard on a mistake early, then a 19-year-old who makes a mistake can make another one at 21 and then another one at 23.
1: Yeah, look, I think you're right, Dwayne. I think he's a young man who's just growing up, really. I mean, he's 19 years of age, but we've got a really, I guess, strong and compassionate leadership group that that took charge of that and I think they're the ones that drive the values and behaviours of our club, so clearly Max has been reprimanded in the courts as well, but I think our, our leadership group are really strong on what you know, the the sanctions they imposed on Mac himself but a lot of that was also throwing an arm around him giving him further education and making sure he actually learns from this mistake because it won't be the last mistake a young player makes up here but we've just got to make sure that the whole group learns from it
0: so he won't play the first two games that's the way but he will play that, pre-season obviously
1: yeah he'll be able to play some scratch matches building in but he he'll, he'll be unavailable for the first two games of the season that's correct
0: where does jack Lacocious play and where is he best suited uh, he's been training with the
1: forwards, training really strongly. So, again, last year was really interrupted for Jack. I think it was the first time in his crew sort of faced some adversity through injury, um, with a bit of Achilles, a bit of a PCL injury. So, very interrupted year. Um, I think Jack's got the ability to play probably anywhere in the ground across all three lines, but he's been doing his bulk of his work as a forward. And, um, you know, he's someone to date that I reckon is really up to his intensity at training and the way he prepares. So, He's, you know, he looks really fit and strong and keen and, and for a
0: really strong year. Has he only really scratched the surface of what he's capable of?
1: Yeah, I, I think, obviously, highly touted, Dwayne, and really talented as a kid, and I think now it's finally clicked how ruthless this game can be and how hard you need to work to be truly successful at the game, and I, I think now that, that he's actually realised now training standards, the way he trains and prepares is, is, is going to come out in the way he plays, so... He probably has been thrown around a fair bit, I think, even just in the past, me watching the Suns. Watching him forward, half-back, wing. So he's, we've sort of nailed him down to one spot now we can sort of you know, grab hold of.
0: Any of your other young recruits just in a chance for round one?
1: Oh, look, not sure at this point, but Bailey Humphrey's obviously, you obviously know, our pick six in the draft. He's super player, um, clean, powerful, strong. He's got goal sense as well. So he's someone who could play mid-forward. Whether he can squeeze his way in for round one, I'm not sure, but um, he's a really impressive kid, mate. He's, he's got leadership written all over him. He's speaking up in meetings, and, um, yeah, you can just tell he's, he's, he's got class written all over him. So he, he's one that's impressed the whole group straight away. Whether, whether he can squeeze in for that round one game, but I, I, doubt, I doubt he'd be too far away from what I've seen. So he's one to keep an eye on for sure.
0: And you have got a good test early. You've got Sydney round one at Metricon, grand final runner-up, and you've got Geelong round three at Metricon.
1: Yeah, yeah, great. It's a it's a really good start for us, Dwayne. It's to get the yeah the grand finalists early in the year, and um, yeah, it's something our group's really excited. And at least we get to play them up here. But it's going to uh, going to show us where we're at early, so it's a great test. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a fair bit of time to go before round one, but we've just got to make sure we keep keep building for that. But it's um, yeah, it's exciting. We're we're really looking forward to that challenge.
0: Stephen, always great to have a chat. to you. I really appreciate you making yourself available. It makes uh, my show better having. People like you on it to explain what's happening pre-season, especially to those Suns fans out there who are lapping it up on the tech. So thanks for your time. We'll talk soon.
1: No worries, Dwayne.
0: Thanks for having me, mate. Anytime. Stephen King joining us, part of the McCafe menu. And still a few to come on the McCafe menu. Chris Anstey's going to join me later on to talk some NBA, some NBL. plenty to get to with Chris Anstey later in the program. David King's also on the program in about half an hour from now. But your calls straight after the break. If you'd like to join me, keep your text coming through. I'll read a heap out as well. O four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the forty Winks Temper Text Machine, Consumers' Choice winner. Temper Mattresses Pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. But your call's next on that open line, 1300 736 736, as Midday Matters continues.